Good morning, everyone. Good morning. Okay, maybe I just let us get ourselves right. Really, it's the Advent season to get ourselves like more joy, joyful. All right, and welcome online. Right, those our siblings and friends who are joining us this or joining us online on the second Sunday of Advent. I hope you are feeling as excited as I am. I, I feel quite upbeat, although the, the weather here in Singapore this morning a little bit cloudy and gloomy. But I think this it is what um, the Advent season is about. It's about receiving hope in our hearts, alright? And be joyful, alright? As I was doing my reflection, I say that each of us are to discover the, the child Christ in us, alright? To, to give birth to Christ within our hearts. But at the same time, we are also to call to be like Mary, alright? We can be the bearer of God within us, alright? So I hope as we encounter God today, as we listen to the word shared by our pastors, the sermon, uh, the message. Let us encounter God in a deep way. And I hope and I pray that hope arises, peace arises within your hearts, uh, our hearts. So, uh, before we start uh, and respond to the call to worship, may I like, invite everyone online to greet one another and for all of us on site right now, just to greet me and wave just now, right? Let us wave to one another and maybe we can turn, turn to people on your left and right and back, right? To, if you want to show the, your little Korean little love hearts, okay, that's fine also. I, sh- I share to everyone, alright? So, let us prepare a joyful heart, alright? In encountering our God by responding to the call to worship. Today is the day the Lord has made. Let us rejoice and be glad in it. Let, Let us, us be glad, glad this day for life, for breath, and for, for freedom, freedom to worship. Blessed are you who come in the name of the Lord. We come to bring our gifts of praise and gratitude to the God of all creation. God is good, and in God's work we find our strength. We sing of all God's wonderful works. Let us give thanks and praise to the Lord. Now let's join our worship team together in praise and worship to our Lord. Days and I will. 
For today's prayer, we will practice confession. God graciously invites us to honestly confess our sin in the context of a covenant relationship. We confess not in order to be forgiven, but because we have been forgiven. I will read a prayer that will be followed by a time of silence for individual confession. Loving God, Where would we be without the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ? We confess that we are more inclined to receive your grace than to extend grace to those in need of pardon and forgiveness. Help us, we pray, to see ourselves as others who are always in need of forgiveness. Give us the heart and mind of Christ so that we no longer use our hands to point fingers in judgment, but that we use our hands to extend the grace and love which you give to us every day. Forgive us our debts as we forgive our debtors. Now let us silently reflect and confess our sins to God. Hear this assurance based on 1 Timothy 1.15. Here are words you may trust. Christ Jesus came into the world to save sinners. To all who confess their sin and resolve to live a new life, he says, your sins are forgiven. He also says, follow me. Siblings in Christ, believe the good news. In Jesus Christ, we are forgiven and are being made whole. Amen. On the second Sunday of Advent, we light the second candle, the candle of faith. As we wait and prepare living God, help us to have faith, faith in our waiting, faith in our preparing, and faith in the coming of your kingdom. As you come towards us, help us live out that faith to move towards you. And may your Holy Spirit move us to do the things we have not yet done, the kingdom things we did not think we had in us, the neighbor thing we cringe from. May you act in us, through us, beyond us, more than we imagine, because newness is on its way among us. 
in faith, justice, hope, peace, and in love. journey of the narrow road and those who've gone before us light away cheering on the faithful encouraging the weary their lives a stirring testament to God's sustaining grace Surrounded by so great a cloud of witnesses Let us run the race not only for the prize But as those who've gone before us Let us leave to those behind us The heritage of faithfulness Passed on through godly lives Oh, may all who come behind us Find us faithful May the fall of our devotion Light their way May the footprints that we leave Lead them to believe and the lives we live inspire them to obey Oh, may all who come behind us find us have come and gone And our children sift through all we've left behind May the clues that they discover And the memories they uncover Become the light that leads them To the road we each must find Oh, may all oh, Find us faithful May the fall of our devotion Light their way May the footprints that we leave Lead them to believe And the lives we live Inspire them to obey Oh, may all who come Find us faithful Oh, may 
us, find us faithful. Good morning. And thank you for joining us today on the second Sunday of Advent. As we tell stories of faith during this season of Advent, we return to a story we are familiar with, a story of God coming towards us, a story of a voice in the wilderness. But I want to invite all of you and those of you who might be new to us um, to take out your phones, uh, those online as well, to join us uh, on Menti. Um, go to menti.com and use the code 981757267 and help us and help me to weave this sermon together will you join me in prayer god may the words from my mouth and the meditations of all our hearts be acceptable to you so we start off with the reading from Luke chapter 3. In the 15th year of the reign of Emperor Tiberius, when Pontius Pilate was the governor of Judea, and Herod was the ruler of Galilee, and his brother Philip, ruler of the region of Ituria and Trenognitus, and, Lysa and Lysanias, ruler of Abilene, during the high priesthood of Ananias and Caiaphas, the word of God came to John, son of Zechariah in the wilderness. He went into all the region around the Jordan, proclaiming a baptism of repentance for the forgiveness of sins, as it is written in the book of the words of the prophet Isaiah, the voice of one crying out in the wilderness, prepare the way of the Lord, make his path straight. Every valley shall be filled, every mountain and hill made low, and the crooked shall be made straight, and the rough ways made smooth, and all flesh shall see the salvation of God. I want to start off by asking you, what stood out to you in the reading, in this passage from Luke? What words, what ideas stood out for you? What did you hear? A brand new world, salvation, Prepare the way of the Lord, the crooked made straight. Mountains and valleys made flat and filled. Repentance proclaimed all, maybe because I emphasize the word all in the reading, all flesh shall see the salvation of God. Clearly anchored and dated in history was real, that God will flatten all obstacles. The crying out in the wilderness, transformation, restoration, 
paths made straight. Be prepared, ready, be hopeful. Prepare the way of the Lord. Thank you for your input. We often hear what we want to hear, not what we are supposed to hear. And sometimes we hear what we have been taught to hear. I want to invite you to listen again and think about this. The Word of God did not come to the Emperor Tiberius, nor Pontius Pilate, nor Herod, ruler of Galilee, nor his brother Philip, nor Lysanias, the ruler of Abilene, nor the high priest of Annas and Cephas. The writer went through a whole list of names of people in power and to say that they didn't hear. The word of God did not go to the rulers who were rich and powerful. The word of God did not go to those who live in the comfort and of wealth and palaces. The word of God did not even go to the high priests who were the religious leaders, the ones who were supposed to speak on behalf of God. Instead, the word of God went to John, son of Zechariah, in the wilderness. Why is this? Why does the word go to someone in the wilderness? The wilderness is not a place anyone wants to be. While we may often want to go off the beaten path to connect with nature, this wilderness is not the same as the romanticized vision that we have. I would say we do not have any wilderness here in Singapore. The wilderness, in reality, is a place of danger. And most people end up in the wilderness not by choice. They are the persecuted, the displaced, the desperate. They are those who suffered and endured war, famine, natural disaster, and even ethnic cleansing. When we sing, O Come, O Come, Emmanuel, we repeat the story of the Israelites who were held captive in Babylon. And the line, And ransom captive Israel mourns in lonely exile here. They too did not choose to leave home. They were captives, exiled from home, living in a place that is not home, strangers in a strange land. And they had to journey through the wilderness back home. Three weeks ago, 27 people drowned trying to cross the English Channel. They were refugees. Hundreds of people die trying to cross the Arizona desert each year, seeking new life and hope in the US. And closer to home, recently in 2017, more than 600,000 Rohingyas fled to Bangladesh from Myanmar to avoid ethnic and religious persecution. These are people walking in the darkness of the wilderness. These are people seeking refuge. These are people living on the margins, living in desperation. And it is easy to turn away. In the comforts of our homes, often air-conditioned, a click of the button and we can dive into Netflix or TV and not be bothered by what is going on elsewhere. 
there's just too much going on and we want to shut it all out because we do not believe that things can change. We may not have faith that things will change. And back to Tiberius, Pontus Pilate, Herod, Philip, Lysanias, Annas and Caiaphas, why couldn't they hear the word of God? Because they don't need God. They don't need God in the luxury of their palaces, the warmth of their herbs, the safety with their guards, and the fullness of their stomachs. And maybe they don't want to hear, because hearing means that they will need to act. Hearing means that they cannot pretend that everything is well and everyone else is having the same life as they are having. But the people walking in darkness, the people struggling to survive, the ones living from moment to moment, not knowing when their next meal will come, not knowing if they'll make it through the day, not knowing whether they'll be alive tomorrow, not knowing when they're floating in the sea, whether they'll make it to shore. These desperate ones, they need God. Debbie Thomas writes, In the wilderness, we have no choice but to wait and watch as if our lives depend on God showing up. Because they do. And it's into such an environment, an environment so far removed from power as to make power laughable, that is where the Word of God comes. Can we hear the Word of God in our comfort and safety? Are we insulated from what God is still doing in the world? Are we insulated from realizing what the Word of God is trying to tell us to do in this world now? Or is it all about me? Me. Me. Do we believe that we can change things? This sermon was a difficult sermon to birth. It started as a stale rehash of what preparation for the coming of Christ is. It was difficult because I had not ventured to the wilderness. But when I allowed myself to see, I heard. Even though we are worn out and worn down after two years of the COVID-19 pandemic, we are still in slumber. We are still not awakened to what God is inviting us to do. One Greek letter is on everyone's mind right now. Omicron. NPR, the National Public Radio, a non-profit media organisation founded to create a more informed public, which I often listen to and read the articles. Really, and this is really important, because we don't realise how profit distorts journalism. And NPR tries to inform people without that bias without that profit, because they are not for profit. And they featured an interview with two scientists, Trevor Bedford, a computational uh, virologist and a professor at the Fred Hutchinson Cancer Research Centre in Seattle, and Richard Lessels, an infectious disease specialist in the University of KwaZulu-Natal in Durban, South Africa, and part of the team that identified Omicron in South Africa and alerted the world 
right? They had this to say, and it's good to pay attention. Omicron's emergence is one more reminder that the dangerous future variants could be created in the mutation of the virus in an immunocompromised person. This is especially urgent when it comes to the millions of people in Southern Africa who have HIV and are not on medication. And this is very important because too often people go onto a witch hunt and blame these people for living with HIV and not under medication. What they say is the point is not to blame or stigmatize people in this situation, but rather to recognize that helping them is a key to ending the coronavirus pandemic. As Lessels put it, the intervention here is clear. We need to strengthen our HIV response and get as many people as we possibly can onto effective treatment regimens. To put it in layman terms, so you understand, millions of people in Southern Africa have HIV and they are not on medication. Not because they do not want to, because the reality is they just cannot afford it. Because of the economic situation, they have no access to life-saving medication. And that leaves them immunocompromised and cannot find off the COVID virus completely. And that allows the virus to stay very long in their system and mutate. They are recommending to get as many people onto this effective treatment regimes Right, getting them on HIV medication so that they, they are no longer immunocompromised and they can fight off the COVID virus. It really sucks that we need conf- consequences like this to start stepping up to do what needs to be done, to step up to help people have access to HIV medication. We should be helping people because we can, period not because of some selfish motivation, not because it helps us in some way. We've always been interconnected. Our well-being has always been interconnected. If the least amongst us are not taken care of, then all of us are affected. And this is reality. But what we should be doing, we should be doing anyway. We should not be just... I really find... I really struggle that we need to have some consequences for us to do the right thing. We have enough resources in the world just to do that. 99% of the world's wealth is in the hands of the 1%. This system right now isn't the kingdom of God. And while we may not be in that 1%, we have to participate in changing the system. That means that we need to see the system for what it is. And we may benefit from that system right now. And this system, you know, it's totally bankrupt of any morality, totally bankrupt of the Word of God. The master of this system, of the people in this system, is money. When we are driven by profit, by bottom lines, by GDP, which master do we serve? When you measure your life, and this is the end of the year, you measure your KPIs at work, what is this key performance indicators? All about money. 
nothing about God. We have been serving one master. And I said we, because we are all collective in this, collectively in this system. And this master is in God. And that is what we need to repent of today. That is the sin today. Repent. The kingdom of God is near. Repent. Turn around. Turn around and go towards the kingdom of God. We have to start proclaiming this instead of the way of the world. We have to proclaim the way of the Lord where every valley shall be filled, every mountain and hill made low, and the crook shall be made straight, and the rough ways made smooth. So I want to ask you, what is preparing the way of the Lord to you? What is preparing the way? John the Baptist proclaims it in the wilderness two, more than 2,000 years ago. Do we still hear his voice? Do we still hear God speaking through him? Prepare the way. But what does that mean? Does that mean Christmas shopping? It is okay. It is good to, to prepare for Christmas, to celebrate, to rekindle relationships. But that should not be a distraction of what we need to be doing. Some of you have answered, aligning our hearts with God, proclaiming of the arrival of new standards, preparing our hearts to follow the Lord, lifting our eyes and not be so focused on ourselves. Bring the news of salvation to others. I don't think it's just bring the news of salvation. It's bring salvation to others. People who are struggling to survive. People who might not make it to the next day. Putting our hope and trust in God. Giving to others. Helping one another. Loving one another. Availing ourselves to be used by God. Facing difficult reality. Read the Bible. Practice love for all, but expect no recompense. Talking to others about the issues of justice, especially to my children. Yes, all that. We need to remember, preparing the way is not just Christmas shopping or preparations for feasting and gathering or preparing to travel at the end of the year during the holidays. The way of the Lord you know what that is? Accessibility. The way of the Lord is about making the path accessible so that all flesh, all flesh, see the salvation of God. That we are not the only ones safe. We are not the only ones not hungry. It is about preparing ourselves for the coming of Christ. It is about repentance, reflection, and journeying into the wilderness so that we can encounter God and face up to our stubbornness, selfishness, self-centeredness, and resistance to change. Unless we are in the wilderness, and this is from Debbie Thomas, she wrote it so well, unless we are in the wilderness, it is hard to see our own privilege. 
and even harder to imagine giving it up. No one standing on a mountain top wants a mountain to be flattened. But when we're wandering in the wilderness, an immense and barren landscape stretch out before us in every direction, and we are able to see what privileged locations obscure. Suddenly, we feel the rough places beneath our feet. It's only when we don't wear shoes uh, that we can feel the prick and the pain of walking on hard, stony ground. But we're all wearing shoes now, right? We're privileged. We glimpse... It is when we experience what it's like to struggle down twisty, crooked paths. We glimpse arrogance in the mountains and desolation in the valleys. And then we begin to dream God's dream of a wholly different landscape. A landscape where the valleys of death are filled and the mountains of oppression are flattened. A landscape so smooth and straight that it enables all flesh to see the salvation of God. That's what God wants us to do. Just as God is coming towards us, God wants us to move towards God as well, towards love, justice, and compassion to make this a reality. That is living out our faith. And you might ask, what should we do then? And funny enough, that's what the people asked John the Baptist in Luke 3 as well. The people asked him, saying, What shall we do then? John answered, Anyone with two shirts should share one with the one who has none, and anyone who has food should do the same. Wow. Even tax collectors came to be baptized. Teacher, they asked, What should we do? Don't collect any more than you're required to, he told them. And then some soldiers asked him, and what should we do? He replied, don't extort, don't extort money and don't accuse people falsely. Be content with your pay. Faith isn't just about believing. It's also about living out the values of this kingdom and that's what living our lives, letting our lives speak mean. And what does it mean today for us? Sharing what we have with those who have none. And that's what we have been doing in this community. What we've been doing, the Team Up Project, providing groceries for the beneficiaries of the Tea Project. And last week, when we had news the tea project was moving and they needed 11 mattresses because they were concerned about bed bugs. Lo and behold, people from our community chipped in and look, 11 new mattresses. This is living out the faith. It is not about chasing after money, money and more money, but to have faith that God will provide and there will be enough to let our lives speak is to have faith in the God who loved us into being, and this God will sustain us. And instead of being driven by fear and anxiety and concerned about scarcity and not enough, 
and be lured into the system where we start comparing with what other people have and think that that's what I want because that is enough, this is not enough. That is the way of the world. That's worshipping mammon, worshipping money. But rather, the way of the Lord is knowing we have enough. Will we come to see that in God's kingdom, there will always be enough? He who fed 5,000 with five loaves and two fishes will certainly be able to feed all of us. But we need to learn to step forward, to offer what we have. It is when we step forward that the miracle happens. How committed are we to this kingdom? What price are we willing to pay? And what are we willing to sacrifice? These are not easy questions. Because if you're standing on a mountain, you don't want to come down. And it's human. It's hard to give up what we have. In some way, maybe we think we deserve that. But do we realize that when we do that, we are playing God? We make ourselves God. But it's when we let go, when we surrender, that's when we worship God. Because the way of the Lord is also in our hearts. And in our hearts, it's not just like the song that we sang earlier. They aren't just brick walls. They are also mountains and valleys and obstacles to the way. Brick walls are easy to tear down because they are in front of us, right? But mountains, mountains of privilege, well, we, are we willing to climb down those mountains that we benefit from, to level them? Not easy. I want to invite you to think about what these obstacles, obstacles are. What are your blockages to God? What is your stubbornness? What is your resistance? What are your mountains and valleys and crooked paths? that need to be made straight, the mountains that need to be flattened? What prevents you from the way of the Lord? This is not easy to hear, but the season of Advent is the season of preparation. You cannot get to Christmas without going through John the Baptist. You cannot get to the joy of celebrating Christmas without getting through this season of repentance, this season of transformation. Because the true joy of Christmas can only come when all flesh are celebrating. Because if we're just celebrating and pretending that there are people out there 
who are suffering are not really there, pretend they are not there at all, then is it true joy? Or are we just, are we just dancing on our own mountaintops, not realising that there are valley of deaths all over the world? Blockages to God, always feeling like I don't have enough, fear and selfishness, low self-esteem, giving others a taste of how they treated me in the past, anger, idolising my own wants and goals, insecurity, fearing, fear of stepping out, desire to maintain the quality of life I'm used to, the lack of faith that God will provide for my needs, thus not willing to share what I have, money, time and energy with those who need it. False preachers, my crook paths are few, my valleys are many. Pursuit of money, inertia. Past school life, I couldn't let go. Had the thoughts of hurting ex-friends, after, feelings after rejection. The earthly God versus God in my heart, food should I follow? Staying status quo and lazy to change. It is good that you recognise what blocks you from God. What is your stubbornness? Because it is that once we identify and name these blockages, that we can exorcise them, cast them aside. You know, in the Bible, when Jesus wants to exorcise demons, you have to name them. And naming these blockages, these mountains, is our first step. We call ourselves Christians. Are we committed to God's way? Or are we like the man with many possessions in Mark chapter 10, who went away grieving when Jesus asked him to sell what he, you own and give to the poor, and you have treasure in heaven, and then come follow me? That's what Jesus said to him. He went away grieving. What? Are we like this man? Do we continue to hoard and store for ourselves treasures on earth where moths and vermin destroy, where thieves break in and steal? Or do we follow the way of the Lord? Because where our heart is, where our treasure is, there our heart will be also. Where is your heart? Where is your heart? Let us pray. God, your way is not easy because levelling mountains and filling valleys is not easy. And the kingdom, the coming of your kingdom can feel like chaos. We have to unlearn what we have learned. We have to unclench our hands and stop holding on to things that we think give us safety, comfort and power. And with these open hands, we give, we touch, we bless, we heal our world. Just like Jesus, breaking bread, a reflection of His own body, breaking Himself to give away. Just as He gave of Himself to us, just as He touched, blessed and healed, may we learn to do so, do likewise. God, strengthen us. 
and gently guide us as we learn to level the mountains and fill the valleys and straighten the crooked paths in ourselves and in the world. May our lives speak so that one day, one day, all flesh shall see your salvation, your dream, your dream of a wholly reimagined landscape where the valleys of death are filled, where the mountains of oppression are flattened, a landscape so smooth and straight it enables all flesh to see the salvation of God. Amen. We come now to a time of communion. For those of you joining us from home, now would be a good time to prepare your own elements to represent the bread and the wine so that we can all celebrate together. We gather each Sunday at this table. Even though at this time we are not all physically together, the table of God's feast transcends time and space because God's love transcends all boundaries. So this table recognizes no boundaries. Here at FCC, we celebrate an open table. This means that you do not have to meet any criteria. You do not have to be a member of FCC. You do not have to be baptized. You only need to recognize that God's grace is sufficient. We are your people, God called together in your love. We are your children, mother, called around the table of your word. We are your disciples, Lord, called to praise and give you thanks. We thank, we you, thank you, good and, and gracious God, for calling us to be your people, for giving us eyes to see, ears to hear, and hands to touch and bless our world. Even as your people, God, we are, you, we are separated from ourselves, each other, and you, the creator of life. Let us confess our brokenness. As, as people caught in our tradition, tradition we confess that we have helped perpetuate systems, systems that, deny that deny the dignity and sacred worth of all, all sorts and conditions of persons. We have paid lip service to equality, our, our lives are based on the discrimination of the other. We have been our own worst enemies. We have failed ourselves, others, and we have failed you, God. Moved by your power, we accuse ourselves because we have not allowed you to form us as a new people. We confess our sins and we pledge to work for reconciliation with one another. We thank you, gracious God, for forgiveness and the chance to start again. We thank you, gracious God, for the gift of your spirit given to us in Jesus, in whom we are freed from the past and its oppression, in whom the gift is complete. Gracious God, you are the mother of creation and the father of all life. 
We're gathered as your people to thank you for your blessings, to receive your mercy and forgiveness, and to remember how Jesus died for us, accepting death to show his love for us and you. We remember how Jesus came to us, becoming one of us, born like us, of flesh and blood and bone, a fully human person like us in all things but sin. We remember how on the night before Jesus died, he gathered with his friends for one last meal. Sisters and brothers, Jesus says, I am the bread of life, the person who aligns with me, hungers no more, ever. Anyone eating this bread will not die, ever. This is my body, broken for you. Take, eat, remember me. Jesus says, I am the vine, You are the branches. When you are joined with me and I with you, the harvest is sure to be abundant. I love you as I have been loved. Abide in my love. This is my blood shed for you. Take, drink, remember me. Now I invite the stewards to come distribute the elements and two reminders to those of you on site um, due to public health um, safety measures. Uh, please allow the stewards to pass the communion elements to you. Uh, and also please hold on to the elements so that we can all partake together.
Jesus, Jesus you're you are always, always present, present in our midst. You come to us simply, lovingly, humbly, in word and sacrament, in this bread and wine, and in the love we share with one another. Let us eat and drink of this bread and wine, remembering Jesus, his teaching, his life, his suffering, his death, and his rising to new life. Please stand as you're willing and able and join me, uh, join with me in a prayer of um, communion. Gracious and loving God, you have made us one in the body of Christ and nourished us at your table with holy food and drink. Thank, Thank you, you for feeding our hunger and relieving our, our thirst. thirst. With, With deep, deep gratitude, gratitude, we, we offer, offer you our lives, our love, ourselves, gathered in Jesus by your life-giving Spirit. May we become a new people, wholly pleasing to you, a people giving glory to your name. Amen. Please be seated. Welcome once again to Free Community Church, the Sunday service on the second Sunday of Advent. Thank you, Miak, earlier for the very powerful message, um, sharing about what faith means and what um, God desires for, for us to you know, partner with Him to realize in this world. And also thank you, Wendy, for the prayer and leading us in communion. So if you are joining us uh, new on site, in person or online, all right, welcome home to you. Um, free Community Church, right, is an abbreviation, you know, some of you might have known, but for those who are new, right, free stands for first realize everyone's equal. We are all equal before God as the children of God of equal dignity and worth. So welcome home, and if you like to, um, we'd like to stay in touch with you actually, to know uh, where you're coming from, who you are, so that we can serve you better and provide you with more details if you'd like to know our church, um, more about our church. So visit us at, uh, at fcc.la slash welcome. Alright, alternatively, if you'd like to have a conversation or like, like to find out more of uh, specific questions, right, you can actually email it to us at info at freecomchurch.org. Okay, thank you. This is the first Sunday of the month of uh, December, so I'd like to give everybody, our members and congregation, an update of the year-to-date uh, the fundings we have received from, from the donors and congregation. All right, for our general fund that goes into uh, the operation of the church, we are currently at 91% uh, versus 91.7%. The 91.7% is a projection of, based on the month of what we are actually hoping to receive or month on month. So we're just 0.7 behind. Thank everyone for your faithfulness in giving us, in serving the community through your giving. All right? the, as for the building fund, we're at 87.4% versus 91.7%. So we are about 4% behind. All right? This is just to give everybody a um, 
give clarity and transparency in terms of uh, what we have received. So for FCC, we mentioned earlier, we as a church, as a community, all of us, not just the board of members, not just the pastors, all of us, we have just went through our AGM and we passed through past our annual budget. And so to everyone out there, right, FCC, we practice what we preach. Our annual budget, right, runs on the flat budget. We do not hoard, we do not accumulate unnecessarily. What is necessary in terms of paying down the mortgage of the building and for the operations of the church so that we can continue to be a blessing, to be a voice in the wilderness, to shout out um, God's love and mercy and provide this safe space for all who need um, this welcoming and affirming space for us to encounter the divine. So, this is where we are at. If you are giving uh, your donations or your offering, there are, these are some ways that you can give. You can do it by cash, which after the, uh, giving the prayer later, I will invite the stewards to come forward to receive the physical offering. Or number two, you can do a direct debit or standing instruction via the bank. All right, here are the details on the church account, um, the details for the general fund and the building fund. So if you like that, you can set that up with these details. Of course, the fastest ways, uh, the way right, to give right now in this um, era whereby we are just scanning our QR code is to whip out your phone, go on to your giving app and scan the QR code shown on the screen. So um, on the left of the screen is the QR code for the general fund and on the right will be for the building fund. All right. So while you are preparing your giving, I'd like to share a few words that you know, like reflection, a powerful reflection that Matt has, has given right, the message. Often the Christian hope, somebody mentioned, oh, we need to share the news of salvation. But today I invite you, all of us, not just you, but myself, to examine our hearts. Because if you remember the Magnificat, you remember what Mary said when she has received the word of God. The good news is bad news for some. Right? It's definitely good news for the marginalised, for those who are excluded from the system, for those who are lowly. And Mary praised God saying that the, God is here now to bring the, the people on the top to the bottom and going to send the rich away hungry and He's going to feed those who are, who are hungry and thirst. And often I see that our modern society is morbidly, it's like a morbidly obese um, individual. You know, we, we are full of, we are so full of some things, right? Like, uh, like you, you can look at me, okay? I don't, I'm not afraid of people discriminating how I look, all right? I may, be, from a nutritionist point of view, I actually may be a malnourished person because I may be like eating a lot of carb, carbohydrates full of fat and sugar and stuff, but I may be lacking in vital nutrients that's vital, you know, really for my health. So I'm going to pray, invite all of us to enter this space of examine, receive the hope from God. What is this hope? To set things right in our lives and in our world. Right? So I invite us for our giving, right? Give from a space where it's a heart of willingness. I'm not here to guilt trip you. We do not do guilt tripping. But rather, let us see our giving, our offering. The giving of not just mammon, but our lives as a spiritual practice. And let us be honest with ourselves during this season, what are some of the areas in life that we need grace, mercy and wisdom to grow and to get healthy? And what are the things that 
uh, aspect or things uh, in our life, right, that we are obsessed about, that we are hoarding, and let's give up these, you know, things that are holding us back from living a flourishing life. So let us pray and let us lift up our hearts. God of mercy and justice, thank you for calling us together as a people, as your people, making known your love to, to us. We lift up what we are going to give to you, to our community, and may you bless, bless these uh, offerings and what we give to you to bear good, good fruits in this world, fruits of justice and mercy and forgiveness. And I pray, O oh Lord, you bless us. Bless us in the area that we need. Bless us, bless us to help us to open up our eyes to see the areas in our life that's not healthy. Shake our conscience that we may give up and confront these things that are holding us back from living a flourishing life. The unhealthy things that we hold on to, Lord, we lift them up to you, we relinquish them. Lord, I also pray that you bless us, bless us in the areas of life that we are lacking, truly lacking, be it spiritually or even financially, in our health, physically or mentally or emotionally. Lord, make us healthy once more. Make our society healthy once more. Help us to live our lives according to your mercy and your grace so that we may live truly righteous life that pleases you. God, thank you for not abandoning us and being faithful, showing us what faith is. Being faithful and being true. So we thank you, Lord, and we pray all this in Jesus' name. Amen. Right, may I invite the stewards to come forward to pick up the, uh, those who are giving the offering, physical offering. You may just lift up your hands and the, offer, uh, the stewards will come um, to you for you to drop your offering. Alright, thank you. So next, we have announcement. So after some heavy-hearted, of course, as a community, we need to balance and not, we're always looking down. As I said, we are not a community that, you know, what, guilt trip you or manipulate you. So, right now, we're going to celebrate some better news, right? Next, first, number one. Alright, good news, number one. Alright, Sprout is still open for people to register, right? So if you have gone through our seed program, if you have been uh, in our community for a few months or for a few years, you're looking for a cell group uh, to bond for the next six months, alright? Please register with our pastors at infoandfreecomchurch.org. Okay, this is a perfect opportunity because in the past, right, we, we, we came out with Sprout because... Some folks coming into the church, they are new congregation, they are not even a members of our church. They like to have this like safe space to, to, or a safe um, you know, group to be with, but they are not sure whether they are committed or whether this is the right fit for them. So this is the best 
part because we created Sprout for it to be a six months uh, long cell group, right? Whereby you can actually try uh, learn to connect to work with one another in an environment where the time where it's time bound and you understand that oh you know like I don't have to be like stay throughout if I don't feel like oh, this is not really right for me. So we encourage all to come and join Sprout. And in fact, for every season, right, if we have enough people, we not just have one sprout, maybe we have sprout into two plantings, right? <laughs> so, what are you waiting for? This is a marketing call, right? Like sales, sales pitch. Join us now, right? Register at info at freecomchurch.org. Alright, next. Uh, this is also another one that, as I mentioned earlier, we are during the end of the year and... We are doing some sales for fundraising, right? Not sales, lah. sales is going to pocket, but this one is fundraising for the community. And we have a few sets of physical sets right now in, in church, right? Thanks to David and all the good work that you're doing. We will be selling these, right? For doing fundraising, all right? At the end of the service. These are sticker cards that come from our Stained Gas project. So it's from the community, for the community, and we are fundraising for the community too, all right? So... Let me maybe go and share this in front of the camera. See? Oh, cannot. No autofocus, that's very sad. <laughs> right. Alright. So the suggested so suggested fundraising per set, right, is uh, for about ten dollars per set. And we have two variants, uh, not Omicron variants, uh, two variants of the stickers. All right, and they will make perfect gifts for um, your, your friends who we want to share like, about our church. Because it's a wonderful conversation starter. You just say, hey, what are these? Uh? It seems like they are very homemade. And so you can share about like, the stories behind each of these cards. All right, and talk about the work that the mission of our, our community is out to do. Alright, so you can do that at the end of the, going to the island of the kitchen there, David will be there to do fundraising for this. If you're online, alright, and you are interested. Oh. If you're online, and one more time, Sean is asking me to like, show one more time. Sean is our fundraising person. <laughs> alright, another one. Here, okay? Alright. Actually, don't have to worry. If you like to know more about and see all the beautiful design, you can actually go to freecomchurch.org because we actually digitize all the stained glass project and the stories behind them on our website. So, even if you're going to this, like to have a conversation with a colleague or family or relatives, right? Say, oh, what's this story about? Just visit freecomchurch.org. Okay? Right. So, as I mentioned, those who are online, if you're interested to get a... a one of the sets, right, or both sets, you can actually pre-order them too online you can, by emailing us once again. Always go to one same place, info at freecom, freecomchurch.org by telling us that, you know, how many sets you need it, all right? And our uh, church members, the, the pastors or, sorry, the pastors or Daniel, our all-powerful you know, all <laughs> admin person, <laughs> ops and admin, will actually give you, give you instruction and liaise with you in terms of the delivery of the stickers and the cards. Next, very important for Joyful Spirit, right? I'd like to invite Pauline over to share with us about our Advent Anthology. Almost said adventure. 
It is an adventure, by the way. <laughs> we actually were thinking about calling it our Advent Adventure. And then we decided, okay, let's go with Anthology. But it is an adventure because it's an inv invitation during our Advent season for all of us to come together to share our stories. And what we encourage you to do, if you go into the second slide, is to share your stories of struggle and hope in this season. Uh, firstly, in a group. Right? So you can do it in your regular groups, if you have cell groups, ministry groups, friend groups. Uh, if you want to have a group and you, you know, want to ask me to put you in a group, perfectly fine too. Just uh, send uh, me an email at info at freecomchurch and we'll organize a group for you. Um, and the main part of this is to actually to listen, to learn to listen and to hold space for each other, especially in this time uh, when doing community has been challenging right, over the pandemic uh, period. And then you can submit... Uh, tiles like these, right? Uh, if you want to do your art, submit tiles like these with a little bit of your story in it, right? You can email us at info at freecomchurch.org or if you go into the instructions, you can follow those instructions online. Um, yeah, so, yeah, <laughs> I see that the slide has changed already, um, but the instructions are on the QR code right there. Alright, so you can follow the instructions there. If you have any questions, you know, just uh, send us a question, uh, question at info, right? Right, and the um, deadline for this is uh, 19th of December so that we can put it all up there uh, for Christmas and we will see our evolving journey as a church, okay? Great. And then now, some news for Christmas, right? So, our theme for Christmas this year is a family Christmas. Right? It's something that we um, have been longing for, something that we've been wanting to do, you know, to come together as a family to celebrate, to remember, you know, to truly be joyful about that great news, God with us, Emmanuel, right? And so we'll be having our Christmas service on the 25th of December at 10.30 a.m. It's on a Saturday, all right? Remember, it's a Saturday, it's not a Sunday, all right? If you can, what we're going to do is, usually we have a wonderful Christmas meal together, a feast uh, in this hall, uh, all together, and it'll be like bustling, it'll be fun, uh, but we can't do that this year, unfortunately. Okay, but we're thinking of an option. And so this option is uh, for each of us, if you're coming uh, on site, to please bring one or three, one, two, three, <laughs> one, two, three Christmas treats. They can be homemade, uh, they can be bought, whichever the case may be, all right? And we ask you to bring one, two, three because some people may not be able to bring or some people are newcomers, they don't know about it, you know, and so we want everyone to go home with a Christmas treat, okay? So what you're going to do is that we're going to have that wonderful pantry table that we have over there. We're going to put all our treats there and everyone's going to go home with someone else's treat, okay? So think about what you can bless others with this Christmas. We can't sit to have a meal together, but at least we want to have people be able to bring a lovely treat from a fellow sibling here in church, all right? One of the things that we're going to do to start off a family Christmas is to firstly put up the Christmas tree. So normally we have like a whole like decor team, you know, people who like put it all up. But I decided, no, this year we're going to do it family style, right? And family style means different ones of us chip in and we put up the tree together. And even if it doesn't look so perfect, it's okay because it's a family Christmas tree. So this morning, Jimmy and I went to dig out our old Christmas tree. We have it uh, and we're recycling, okay? All our decorations as well. Uh, and so if any of you feel like you want to stay back after service just to help us put up the tree, um, please let me know. I can come up with the service and let me know, okay? So that's our uh, invitation to you for this Advent and this Christmas season. And now, we've come to the end of the service, and if you are willing and able, would you stand for the benediction?
Dear God of this Advent season, God of faith, joy, love, hope, God, we come to you as your people who have been filled with your love and your grace and your blessings. God, help us to recognize how we can make a change in our world today to level the mountains, the hills, and to travel in the valleys with those who are in the wilderness. God, help us to be willing to recognize how you have allowed us to be ambassadors of your good news of salvation to the world. And so now go. Go as God's ambassadors of love, of grace, of justice, of salvation into this world, wherever God may send you. And may God, our God of Shalom, go with you. Amen. So thank you so much for joining us for our service today. Come back for our next Advent uh, service next week. Uh, and so go in God's peace with you. Have a blessed week ahead. <laughs>